0: Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. I want to share one of the keys to greatness in Hebrews 13 verse 2. Talking about the power of hospitality, practicing hospitality. Or you want to call it serving. Hebrews 12, 13, 2. Thank you. Sir. But do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Now entertain in that context is hospitality. If you can get any other version, it'll be fantastic. Maybe NIV or ERV or you know or TPT. Practice hospitality, how you treat people. The currents of favor flow through people. It flows through recommendations. When we did our um, evaluation about how people joined even our church, more than 80% or maybe 70% say friends and family. Somebody somewhere is always saying something about you. The question is, what are they saying about you, your product, your attitude, your person, your work, your project? Said, but do not, don't forget to show, that's uh, NLT, thank you. Said, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. That means you don't behave kind to people that you know only. Some people are kind, but it's based on, I know him, we are pals in church. But the moment is someone they're not close to, they, their behavior changes and that limits the flow of favor. In your life. Strangers here is not just about a stranger coming to your home. Anybody you meet, whether you know them or you don't know them, be kind. Tell your neighbor be kind. He said, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Now, the angels in that context is talking about messengers. Someone that will carry the message of your life. Either to God or to others. In, in, in marketing and sales and other stuff, it is said that, you know, can you have what we call repeat customers? Or can there be refers? Can people really refer your product? Can they say, ah, this product is very good. Buy it. Buy into it. Can they tell their family and their friends and encourage them, you know, lavishly to, you must get this particular soap. You must get this particular brand. It's very good. But it all depends on what that product has done in your life. But I'm even talking about you as a God product. Your, your, your encounters with people every day in your business, in your office, will determine the currents of favor. The, small, the seemingly small client will speak to the mid-sized client. And the mid-sized client will grow to become the large client. Or will speak to the large client. Whichever way currents of favor are flowing each day. I have Been privileged to speak in places all over the nation and outside the nation by someone mentioning you to them. Oh, this pastor he will teach like this, he will do this. And then I got a call, I get a call that this person mentioned your name. Somebody's always mentioning how do you treat people kindness. Now, let's draw it down to from Hebrews, sorry, Genesis 24. Thereabout, Genesis 24, verse 10 is a story. We've always shared in church. I just want to refresh your memory about what this hospitality is. At the root of hospitality is serving. A servant's heart. As we step into the second half, enthronement is all over the place in the realm of the spirit. You pick your own, not by pride, but by serving. Serve. People at the top serve people under you. Just serve. In fact, Jesus said, he that must be the greatest among you must be the servant of all. Never outgrow serving. And serving does not diminish you. If there's anything. It improves your skills. It strengthens you. There's no future for those who are idle, don't want to do anything. No, you serve. Jesus said to his disciples, I am among you as one that serves. And he was trying to explain to them that this service is not about uh, I can only obey those at the top. This person is under me. He said, no, I'm going to wash your feet, Peter, to help you understand this kind of greatness. It's not the bossy kind of greatness. It's not the orgami kind of greatness. It's serving. Because Peter was pulling off, pulling back. Master, you cannot wash my feet. He said, if I don't wash you, you have no part in this greatness. Never at gross serving in church, in your neighborhood, especially in business and career, somebody comes in, and even if you don't have the product, what can you do to help the person get the product? Serve them. Don't just, oh, we don't have this. Thank you. That is go away. No, can you recommend? It's in Africa that, uh, it's amazing. You want to buy a white shirt in a, in, a, in, a, in a shop, and then you get there, oh, we don't have white shirt. And then they starts saying, can you buy black? Now it's not bad to recommend something, but but they know that the neighbor has um, white shirt, but they will never say that. It doesn't diminish you. And I you know I, I traveled, and the first time I, I encountered that, I was shocked. Went to a particular place to buy some things, they didn't have it, and they started listing places you can get it around them. Not just that, they were calling them on your behalf to check: Do you have this white shirt? Do you have this shirt? Okay. Oh, they said they have it. Please go there. I said, Who has bewitched us? Raising others up raises you up. It's serving. You are actually serving that person. And what happens is that gesture can create a relationship of a lifetime. Don't put money first. Put service first. Money will always come. Genesis 24 verse 10. Now this is the background of the story. Abraham had a... Begotten son like Jesus, Isaac, and he was already 40 anyway, and they were looking for a wife for him. You know, Isaac was a bit spoiled. You know, so he sent his chief of staff to go and look for a wife for him. That's a big project, massive project. Can you imagine somebody coming to uh, one of our local governments in Lagos or even Lagos to look for one woman? You you, you better have to pray anyway. So look at what happened. Then the servant, that servant, chief of staff, Eliezer, took 10. Ten of his master's camels. He's like taking ten vehicles, you know, with, with uh, loaded with goods, food. Because it was a whole journey to Mesopotamia. And departed for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. Verse 11. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time. The time when the women come out to draw water. Of course, it just came from a trip. You know, long trip with 10 camels, dusty and dirty and fatigued. Okay, verse uh, 12. Then he prayed like everyone is praying all over the world for a particular product, for a particular kind of staff, for a particular kind of organization to serve them. He says, oh, Lord God of my master, Abraham, please, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master, Abraham. Verse 13. uh, Behold, I I here stand by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city. Plenty of them. But I'm not going to marry all of them. There's just one I'm looking for. The daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Verse 14. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher, that I may drink. And she says, drink and drink. I will also give your camels a drink. That is serving. That is hospitality. He wasn't asking for the most beautiful woman in the city, the one that is the tallest or the finest. He was praying. For a a, a woman or a man That will be enthroned Must practice hospitality Because this woman will marry The heir, you know, Abraham The the Isaac was to inherit Both spiritual and physical Blessings from Abraham So the kind of woman he marries matters So he's praying about hospitality Let her be the one you have appointed Appointed For your servant Isaac And by this I will know that you have shown Kindness. Somebody say kindness to my master. Are you there? Verse 15. Glory to God. And it happened before he had finished praying. That behold, Rebecca, who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her picture in, on her shoulder. Verse 16. Are you there? Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold. Virgin, no man had known her, as she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. So we are saying, handsomeness is not enough. Beauty is not enough. There has to be a, a, a servant's heart. Hospitality. Now verse um, 17, and Abraham's servant ran to meet her, and said, please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. A little water. And she said, drink, my Lord. Hospitality starts with respect and honor. Anybody you meet in church, anywhere, greet people, stop doing all this uh, thing uh, that closes the door of favor. Greet politely and speak clearly. She's never met him before. Of course, most likely the guy was older than she is, you know. And I don't know what what you're here for. She could have said, take this drink and move up. She said, drink, my Lord. Then she quickly, tell your neighbor quickly. Oh, I can't hear you. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. Don't be sluggish. Part of hospitality is serving on time promptly, not hastily, not hurriedly and spoil things, but quickly. Doing it promptly, doing it like you're on a mission. I'm sure you too, you wouldn't like if as basic as sending somebody on an errand, which we, well, we all grew up with, some of us have done it, and then they say, get, get me some water from the fridge, and then you pick the cup from your elder brother or your mom, and then you are murmuring, right? And then you are just going reacting. That process has spoiled the service. So many people are doing many things, but the way you do it matters. It's a combination. That's why emotional intelligence came up when it it comes to serving. It's not just, "I've, I've, I've, I've delivered on my project. Delivered and you have killed people. You, you, can, you, can, you can carry out a task in your organization and deliver the thing and about four staff are dead emotionally, are dead in terms of esteem because of your brutal nature. You've not done anything. In the western world today or all over the world, they, they will score you down because <laughs> as you are doing it, you should build people, you should bless people. So look at the attitude, she's not dragging her feet. Drink, my lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. Verse 19. And when she had, when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I love this verse. She said, I will draw water for your camels also, until they have finished drinking. Verse 19 is the seven star person. The man didn't ask her, can you also help me? The camels to thirsty. Thank you for giving me water. She saw that there was a need there and she said, I will, I will water these ten camels. And I won't do it small, small. I, I, I will ensure that they are satisfied if this can be your slogan, this can be your lifestyle, the sky is never the limit. Learn to exceed expectations. Yes, give the baker's dozen. The baker's dozen is said to be more than 12, maybe 13 or 14. In case any part of the 12 goes bad, you know, on delivery, there is a quick replacement and the customer or the client is not shortchanged. Exceed expectations. Now, each camel would take about 150 liters. 150 liters. 150 liters. And then he said, I will do 10. And I will do until they are sad. Even the camels will be blessing her. As we get into the second half, the Holy Spirit showed me that what we have seen in the first half about enthronement is introduction. There are massive things coming for people but teach them this so they don't use their own hand to block their blessing. There will be Joseph-like, Daniel-like opportunities but it might stretch you. Prepare for the stretch. Oh, this manager needs to be out of town for six months and you're already a manager. Can you double roll? Don't ever say, "Will you pay me?" That shouldn't be your first statement. If you're not going to pay me, I'll go do I can even triple roll. I can roll. Oh, that's a lot of work to do. Okay, let's see how it goes. I'll give my best. And you do the. You do a two. You'll be two managers in one for six months, and see what my God will do with your life. All this by five o'clock. I must leave the office. Keep, calm down. If there's an extra work to do, do it. Extra one hour. You'll never go down doing that. If I die to five nine if I just keep you safe in life. Everybody prays, Lord, give me an extraordinary blessing. Extra. Overflow. And then overflow of work, I can't do it. <laughs> you will do it. It's to stretch you. So you never go back to your sister. Are we okay? we are we quiet? Praise the Lord. Yeah. You're a fashion person. You do something for someone. And then the, the, the person wears it. It looks like a masquerade. You apologize. And do another one. If possible, you can even do two. I say, I'm sorry. That would never happen to you again, sir. Oh, my. That's how covenant people behave. Let's go to the next verse. God is good. My time... It's just evaporating out here. Can we get to the next verse? And when she had given, finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water. <laughs> the British people, the way they pronounce water, I just like it. Who can help me here? Water. Not water. That's American. Water. I will draw water for your camels also until they are finished drinking. Verse 20. <laughs> then... Look at this lady. Then she quickly emptied the pitcher into the trough, ran back, ran back, ran back to the well to draw water and drill for all his camels. <laughs> Verse twenty-one, and the man wondering at her remained silent, so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or she a "Yahoo, Yahoo, woman, is this fake?" Is this real? Are there still people that understand hospitality and serving in this country, in this, in this climb? This is amazing. Mike Mundo says someone is watching you that's capable of blessing you. She doesn't even know who she's serving her. <laughs> she doesn't even know that this is the chief of staff of the greatest man in their generation. Or of our generation, perhaps, before Christ came. She didn't know. She was just serving. Some people will do this if they know. Uh, they will water, not just water the camera, they will bait the camel. If they knew. That's the eye service syndrome that is very destructive. She didn't know. Oh, maybe it looks rich. Yes, but did she didn't know that it's more than riches. Your name will be mentioned forever. We are mentioning her name now. Do you know what that means? Tete. Next verse. Hallelujah. Help me with the verse. I know the time is gone. Thank you. So it was when the camels had finished drinking, when, they come, when you have finished serving, when you have done it the way you should do it, then the blessing begins to explode. That the man took a golden nose ring, weighing half a shekel, <laughs> and two bracelets for her wrist, weighing 10 shekels of gold. Verse 23. And said, whose daughter are you? Whose son are you? Who is your pastor? Who trained you like this? Who taught you the way you are doing your business? This is different. You are, you, are, you are a different person. Where are you? Where are you from? Whose daughter are you? Tell me please. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? Beyond the gold, her marital life was settled forever. She was kidnapped or leaden up or picked up. Transported by the next day to marry Isaac fast. But she wasn't serving because she wanted to marry. Isn't it? So you pray, but you keep serving. Let God do what he wants to do with you. I want to challenge this great congregation to learn to honor people, not worship people, honor people, young or old, white or black, belonging to your faith or not. Anywhere you go, rich or poor, Learn to do things with the right speed. Delivery. If you cannot deliver, let the client know, let the person know that this cannot be done at this time. Don't slow, don't be sluggish. Don't, don't, be, don't, be, don't be sluggish, don't be forgetful. Write it down, put it down somewhere. It is advised that the things you have to do the next day, you prepare it the day before. Yeah, so that your mind and your spirit can work on it overnight. End the week. Before you start the week. Yesterday. I ended the week. Before I started the week. It was Saturday evening. Write down I uh, was 12 things. To do next week. So by this morning. Overnight your mind is already working. Angels are already working. The Holy Ghost is already working. End the day before you start it. The, before you sleep. Do your best to write things to do the next day. And maybe you should end the second half before you start it on Friday, July 1st. You look at it, there's no mystery. It's July to December. And then you you track it. And then you write like 40 things or 30 things that will happen in the second half of the year. Travel to Jamaica in September. If possible, if you have the date, September 15 to 22. um, Start my uh, diploma course. By September at Cranfield University. You know, write it down. And you sit down. And that's how you spend time. 20 minutes. 30 minutes is worth it for half of a year to think through. You look at July. Okay? You look at, you look at August. Wow, okay? And then you keep tracking it. And then you see yourself writing, spend Christmas in Enugu. And you have ended the year. And then fly back. ...for crossover service. <laughs> you find that here? I was telling us... ...in, the, in the course of the week... ...how uh, on Tuesday... ...the plans for 2023... ...the this, this structural plan... or skeletal plan... ...was out. And the Holy Ghost had it taken from January... ...you know, to February... ...elections will take place... ...hopefully... By the end of February or March. So this has to happen earlier. And then March, you know, uh, your birthday is this. And then April, Easter, Sunday. And then up and on. And and then tracking it to December. You end the year before you start it. So as I'm walking through the second half of the year, my eye, one eye is already on 2023. And by October, I'll put an eye on 2024. Japan has planned for 50 years. So don't be afraid of stretching to 2026, 2027. Take your seat before people start scampering for seats. Glory to Jesus. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at the Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.